podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music and they in turn get me to listen to well whatever they want and we have the recurring guest of Stephanie back with us today. Uh, Stephanie is getting me to listen to some uh, mid 2000 surfer boy band pop rock. <laughs> That's a mouthful and I'm getting her to listen to one of progressive rocks ultimate uh, I guess, masterpieces, uh, even though it didn't really start off that way. So really excited to dive in and chat to you guys about that. And as always, I want to send a huge thank you to Olana Alinsky for designing the show's graphic, as well as Explosive Ear Candy for their song, All Together Now, which is the soundtrack to today's and all podcasts. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Predicting that you'd come along Ooh, give me more of your sunshine Well, it looks like the cat's coming in anyway. <laughs> she has she has arrived. She There's has a tail. arrived. There, I, well, I saw the tail come in. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, my cat. That's your cat. So welcome back, Stephanie. Hello. Hello. Glad Hello. to have you back with your friend. <laughs> She's happy to be here. I should just, I should close you out of this room, cat. Probably, but whatever. No, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what she deserves. Yeah, this is what you get. Um, so, I mean, I'm super stoked to have you back on. You know, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. um, very excited for you to uh, come on board. This is your, is it your fourth appearance on here? Uh, I want to say yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're the... I want to say yeah. The most, the most on here. Yeah, so. Well, now. Number four. And have you, you've, you've liked a few of the albums that I've given to you so far. <sighs> Definitely not the last one. But what, you didn't <laughs> like the Shags? No, can't Come say on. I did. That was a masterpiece. Um, I didn't mind some of them. Like, yeah, because I think you liked quite... Deaf Haven. I think so. Yeah, probably the metal ones. they weren't yelling. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. But like overall, it's not my cup of tea. Not I'm your not cup of like... tea. Well, no. it's okay because this week I've got you uh, an album that was originally supposed to be a satire of progressive rock which oh backfired and actually became one of the highest um well-received progressive rock masterpieces oh so my. yeah and I, it's from a band that you know and you enjoy so 
Okay. <laughs> that's that's the little the little tease that I'll give okay. before we dive oh. right into it. Oh, lovely. Because I was I was racking my brain over what to give you, uh, and I was actually going to give this album to you way back in the the winter. Okay. And then I decided because I was listening to a lot of Death Haven, I'm like, ah, I'll give her Death Haven, and then next time around, I'll give her this. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm interested to know what you've got lined up for me this time. Um, because I um, know I know you were saying that you, oh no, I need to figure out something to give to you. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see I what got you it. on. I, well, it's a toss up between two albums, same okay. band, two albums. Okay. okay Either okay. like they've been to get like this one band's been together since like. 2014 I, they just dropped an album last year but i'm either going to make you listen to their very very first one okay or or their third album because the Ooh. third album has a, has a special place right. um because um let's just set the stage of me you and alexi yep going to a movie yep. and me refusing to watch mission impossible so I dragged you to this amazing movie that this uh, th this band made the soundtrack for. <laughs> I think I know what you're oh. talking about. So the, the band I'm going to make you listen to, they're called McFly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they did the soundtrack to Just My Luck, which is an amazing <sighs> movie starring Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine. But I'm going to let you choose. You can either listen to the third album, which is, I think, it's, I think it's just the first album in the States, which is a combination of their first two albums, or okay. I can make you listen to the first album. So what I you're do. saying, I can listen to a compilation of two albums, or I can listen to one. <laughs> yeah. I will go for the one. <laughs> oh, you don't want to have, you don't want to have like the nice like memories of watching that movie. The only is thing I remember, sense? the only thing I remember from that movie, I don't remember the plot. Because uh, no. <laughs> I don't think there was a plot. Uh, uh, it definitely was a plot. There was a band from England who uh -huh. Chris Pine was a manager. I have uh -huh. no idea what Lindsay Lohan's character was. Right. All I remember is that the band played in a bowling alley and Chris Pine was their manager. And the band was McFly. <laughs> right. That's still not a plot, though. <laughs> um, no, the only thing I remember from that movie was the entire time I kept thinking that Lindsay Lohan looked orange. And I, like that was a choice. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was like yeah the first of her like kind of downfall from Grace. I think yeah, which that, is a little I think bit of a shame. Kind of like that's when she was like hit, hitting the drugs a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> which is a shame, you know, because like she was really good in like the Parent Trap and mm -hmm. the Love Bug. Yes, like like this, I think was also Chris Pine's like pre Princess Diaries two, so people were still like, "Who's Chris Pine? Who is this guy?" Yeah, because he wasn't Captain yeah. Kurt for like another five years, I think. Oh God, more like ten. Like this movie came out in two thousand six. Yeah, but didn't first Star Trek? Star Trek came out. Mm, I was gonna say. I think Star Trek came out in two thousand and nine. Well, let's just Google this is, that. This, this is nothing when... to do with music. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek uh, movie. Uh... 2009, yeah. Okay, okay. So, 
few years. And maybe it was, maybe it was shortly around the time of the Princess Diaries too. Yeah, he was but... kind of up and coming. Uh, completely different tangent, but uh, put a pin in this that I found it's out important. that there's, it is important. There's a Star Trek role-playing game. Oh. Like a brand new one that just came Ooh. out. So we're going to put Who a little- Who cares about Prague? Let's talk about that instead. <laughs> Maybe I'll have you on my other channel, my notes on tabletop role-playing games, where we'll talk about mm -hmm. the Star Trek role-playing game. Uh, but we'll put a little pin in that. Um, so McFly. <laughs> yes, McFly. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, they're a UK band then? They are, yeah. They're from the States. I think they were- they were almost a like they were like uh how do, how do I like they were almost produced like they were almost like like I'm gonna hire take you you and you and we're gonna make a band okay um but they didn't I mean mm. they 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 started that way but then right. they did not they did not get into the band that they were producing so that they made their own band oh they, I see yeah and as i said they've been together since 2004 i think when they released their first album which you've decided to listen to and not the masterpiece that is the soundtrack <laughs> to just my luck um i think they were like 19 I mean, 1920 I and now that. they're like now they're like our age so wow but like yeah. i know that's that's pretty common in the music industry where like either producers or like members of not bands like people that had tried out for a band but couldn't get into a band um yeah. like the record company and other producers would see this and then create a band mm -hmm. out of those um well that's like um one direction i think they all auditioned for um the x factor which is like the mm -hmm. british got talent or whatever and simon cowell's like you guys, I'm going to make a band and look how that got them. <laughs> yeah, because I think the same Not a thing, band anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember who else had that. Um, Backstreet Boys. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of um, a lot of boy bands kind of came out that way. Pretty much all boy bands. Yeah. Are like that. Yeah. Like, at least, at least McFly, um, the main singer, he pretty much writes all their music. Mm -hmm. So and they play their own instruments, so it's not like a stereotypical hey, boy band. They are still a boy band because I don't care who you are. Um, <laughs> boy bands are boy bands if they're singing about girls and love and yep. you know that kind of thing. Even yep. if you write all your own songs, you do your, your own instruments. You are a boy band if your main audience mm -hmm. is preteen girls. <laughs> yeah, because I'm. I'm trying to think of some of like the bigger bands because I know a lot of in the 80s were done by producers that just wanted to be in a band but could never find their way in. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so I'm listening another to tangent. We'll another talk about tangent <laughs> that we'll talk about some other day. So we are listening to, or at least I'm listening to. So this is Mick Fly. And is it? Yeah. M I C. It's yeah, it's like it, they named themselves after Marty McFly, so M-C-F-L-Y. Okay, M-C-F-L, McFly, okay. Yeah. And yeah, they definitely look like a boy band. Um, and I'm listening to, oh, they put out an album last year. They they did. It's actually a pretty good album, but I want you to okay. listen to their, their first one, which yeah. is, I know the name of it uh sony contest set uh room on the third floor that's room the first the album 
Okay, let's see here. Real like, quick. look at that masterpiece of a cover art. Uh, I'm, oh, there it is. Oh, that is very like early two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's glorious. Mm -hmm. Is what that yep. is. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Now, this, on the is when you have to, like, this is when you need to like cut it so people can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like superimpose it somewhere around here. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. Oh boy. So do you want to hear the album that I have for you? Yes, please. Okay. So yeah. as I mentioned at the beginning, this was originally conceived to be a satire of the concept album. Um, okay. The album that they released, this the bands, this is their fifth album. I'm dropping all these clues so that those who are listening can be like, I know what album he's talking about. Uh, this, is this, this is their fifth studio record. Uh, their fourth studio record, a lot of people were saying it's it was a concept album, and you can make a case that their fourth album was a concept album, but the lead singer songwriter um, thought that it really wasn't, and so he wanted to kind of shove it back in their face and being like, if you want a concept album, I'll give you a concept album. Um, so this is from a very UK band. Um, by the name of Jethro Tall. Oh, okay. So I, I know, I know like one song from them. <laughs> which one? I got. I gotta know. Was it like I don't know. Jungle? I have no idea. I've just heard of, like the one with the pan flute. What's that? Well, I mean, Ian Anderson plays the flute all the time. Like that's his kind of <laughs> claim to There's flame. one Jethro. I mean, there's one Jethro Tall song i've heard it used to be played on the radio that's what you get for listening to like old-timey radio yeah, stations i'm pretty sure the one you're talking about is bungle in the jungle or it's it's bungle oh, that one in the jungle no. well that's, that's popular all right by me no i'm gonna go google i'm a tiger What's I'm your popular song, Jethro Tull? I'm pretty sure, like, Bungle in the Jungle is, like, one of their biggest ones. Aqualung is their other big one. That was the one that came out on their fourth I album. Don't know. That's annoying, because I've definitely, definitely heard something. Yeah, well, so, anyway, um, they created this album. Uh, the album's called Thick as a Brick. Uh, I may have played it okay. for you in the past. Um, and yeah so it was kind of upon release um ian anderson the big guy from this band he's the main flautist singer songwriter um he wanted it to be kind of like a spoof of those concept albums like this was released in what 1973 i think it was 72 1972 um recorded in 1971 and at this point like progressive rock was really taking off uh, you already had the inductions of like Genesis and Yes and Emerson, Lake and Palmer doing these and even Pink Floyd doing these um, tracks that were 20 minutes long, taking up a full album side. And they decided to do that, but to the ridiculous degree. Um, so... <laughs> This album is just one track. Uh, it's just the title track of Thick as a Brick. Uh, and what I think is pretty interesting and fun is that they followed this up the next year with a passion play, 
which does the same thing, but they kind of like, they saw, and again, I'm speculating here. Like I don't have an ear to the ground of what was going on in the recording studio. Well, you um, weren't alive, so. Well, there's also that. Um, but like where Thick as a Brick was much more of a attempt to be satire to the progressive rock movement, um, whenever you're doing satire, you always run the risk of people taking it seriously. And that's what happened um, because people took it seriously. They thought, oh, wow, they're going, you know, progressive rock. This is amazing. And it is now one of the staple progressive rock albums in our community. So they followed it up with a passion play, which does the exact same thing. And instead of trying to satirize it, they leaned into it. Um, and it's much more of an actual concept album with spiritual journey into the afterlife and it explores like themes of like morality and what's good what's evil what is religion in the afterlife uh but anyway that's a little bit of a tangent um we're talking about things yeah, no. brick i was gonna be like the band the album i made you listen to i'm gonna make you listen to it's um it's uh british teenagers trying to do surfer <laughs> rock that's which is fine that's fine that's fine yeah, I mean, I will say that their first album and their last album, like the progression is like mm -hmm. so different, like what they started off is what they what they're doing now, because they're pretty much just like a, a rock band or right. as much like as you a, can become a rock band. I was going to say more of like an adult contemporary from like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of so, like, I was surprised when you started talking about McFly, I thought you were going to have me listen to Hanson because no i mean Han i mean one of their <laughs> newer albums actually pretty good yeah, yeah. but no yeah. mcfly but i because uh, i know that you've listened to mcfly before and i think you may yeah. have even made me listen to the mcfly so this will be an interesting oh, kind of comparison of tracks and music um yeah so am i just listening to like one song yeah yeah essentially um random question when yeah, they released it, it was the like what was on the b side was it still the same song it or? was the same side so you just had part one and part two okay yeah um so yeah if you just search for thick as a brick um there's a couple versions of this because obviously um so anyone will do um just be sure that you stop listening because most of them have like bonus stuff that you don't really need to care about yeah um because there's like the 40th anniversary edition that has like all these other tracks to it um or just like the regular version that has a couple more tracks to it um if you go to the 40th anniversary it splits them all up into individual so like segments can i just like find, can i find just like a one song and just listen to it and not the album does that count too that is the album that's the thing I know, but like, you know how like you can like look up the song and it's like a single versus yeah. an album. Yeah. Well, what they did when they were promoting this is like you have like radio editions, right? And even when they play yeah. it live, like when they were first touring it, they would play it in its entirety. But then as they got more and more tracks and more and more songs, now they basically just play like the radio friendly because you have like the radio friendly three minute version, the radio friendly 11 that minute probably version. probably is the one I've heard then because I'm like, why does this sound familiar? Yeah, maybe. It is like kind of one of their more popular ones like this and Aqualung are like their two big ones. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So, think of the brick part one and part two, 1997 remaster. There you go. The one I have so chosen. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one you have so chosen. So, essentially, for that one, you have the first half, which is on the one side. You flip the album over, and then you have part two on the other side. So, no. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't give this to anybody. I figured you you have you know a master. I have a I have a special place in your heart to you do to like. Yeah, yeah. I don't give the the big forty minute tracks just to anybody. So. I don't know if I should thank you for this or just like <laughs> I don't know. Just be like, God damn it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, well, I'll see you after you listen to Thick as a Brick, and I'll listen okay. to good old McFly. I mean, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I hope so. Let's hope so. I enjoy it. To get away Cause I know the future's on our side And with that, Stephanie and I go into our own musical silos to experience one another's music. I get to listen to McFly and she gets to listen to Jethro Tull. I'm pretty excited to hear what Stephanie has to say about uh, Jethro Tull. And you should be pretty excited about what I've got to say about McFly. Uh, and as always, I want to send out a huge thank you to all of my patrons who have supported me. If you want to be cool, head on over to my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Uh, and you can be cool like some of these people. I want to give a huge shout out to Gabe, Gabe Gillian. Uh, he is one of my new patrons, uh, as well as Lucas Hartman is the newest of the recruits on the uh Patreon slash notes reviews. They've donated enough. Um, both will be getting and have gotten uh, a live stream as well as soon to get a, uh, a full on album review. So a huge thank you to Gabe and Lucas. And if you want to be cool like these cool cats, head on over to my Patreon. That's Patreon slash slash notes reviews. And with that, I think we're going to dive back in. Excuse me. We're going to head back into the podcast proper. Find out what Steph says about um, Jethro Tall and what I think about uh, McFly. And if you haven't already, if you're listening to this on any of your podcast uh, host sites or whatever, uh, maybe leave a, a good comment or review. Give this some likes, some stars, or whatever that is that this has um, to kind of drive up the attention of this. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, consider giving this a uh, thumbs up and a subscribe because uh, yeah, I've got uh, new episodes coming out every other Tuesday. So yeah, let's dive back into the episode proper, find out what I thought about McFly and what Steph thought about Death Row Tall. Cause I know the future's on our side. So how was that? Um, not bad. <laughs> That's good. That's a good way to start. That's a good way to start. Yeah, I, I, like out of all of the albums you have ever made me listen to, let's just actually narrow it down. From all the albums you've made me listen to on this podcast, this is probably the one that I actually liked. I hey. <laughs> 
that's good yeah. that's good all right all right that's all right impressive. all right yeah. yeah so walk me through it a little bit tell me about it um not much to walk you through pretty much um <laughs> had no idea what he was saying about half the time and the parts that I did notice I'm like oh that's interesting but like overall it sounds like a very radio friendly song even though it is like 44 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah 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 the overall like concept of this one is that it's based off of like this child this child genius poem that they then set to music so yeah it's it's i think it's one of their more accessible stuff i mean jess rotal always was able to write yeah. like great accessible rock um and this mm -hmm. was kind of their uh kind of semi foray into progressive rock music even though as i mentioned they kind of did it tongue-in-cheekly um yeah. but yeah it's uh and i forgot to mention at the beginning that the packaging of this was done up like a newspaper uh, so the album actually folded into itself so that you had the square. Um, and then when you opened it up, you could flip it down to have the same dimensions of like a newspaper. And from what I heard, uh, and the myth is that the actual newspaper itself with all the different articles in it and all the different sections of it took longer to do than the actual music on the album itself. Well, that makes sense. That, yeah. that makes sense because like they actually have to figure out how to make it work. Well, a song is just guy writes it. They write music. So. <laughs> the guy just writes it. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, but yeah. no, I found with them, like the problem with only listening to it once mm -hmm. is that you can't like, I pulled up the lyrics because I'm like, I have no idea what this guy's thinking about because yeah. it, it's a lot, right? It's, it, it's a lot. So like listening to it, I'm like, okay, those lyrics are like weird and interesting, but overall the music was mm -hmm. good. <laughs> That's good. Um, I will say the only downside to this song is that um, it didn't have a, like, you know how most pop music, mm -hmm you can like you listen to it halfway and then you automatically know what the next lyrics are going to be or you know yeah. the choruses you can sing along with it uh-huh you can't do that with this there's nothing that there's no repetitiveness in it well there's a couple lines a couple sections that are repeated but there's nothing that you can be like damn i love this song only heard it now but i can sing every word yep. that's the problem and it's interesting <laughs> because that's why so many people love this album and why they love progressive rock because it's not that repetitive like it doesn't have that same kind of song structure where once you get to the halfway mark in the song you pretty much know the whole song at that point that's what makes pop music so great <laughs> because you can put it on listen uh -huh. to like as i said in the background and then by the uh -huh. second like chorus for a second yeah you're singing along yeah. to it yeah, you that's know what i love about music <laughs> right 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 I, the 
this this album has it to a certain degree, like that guitar riff of that doodle 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 doodle. I hate to break it down to you, Michael, but I can't sing guitar. You can't. You I can't. So unless I am going, who listens to a song and be like, ah, this is the best part. Let's sing along. Do 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 do. Like you can't. A lot of you. You can't sing along to instrumental music. Sure, you can. It's just a little bit more awkward, and people look at you a little bit differently. That's all. Yeah. like my favorite point from um super tramp school is the keyboard solo where it's see i'm singing along with it no you're making noises isn't singing along isn't that what music is at the end of the day just making noises at the end of the day yes I yeah, music is just noises. I will give you that. Yeah, but, and maybe um, maybe I'm not necessarily singing, but I'm definitely scatting. You know, I'm doing some <laughs> scatting. I'm the scat man. Yeah, I mean, scatting is always great in its own, <laughs> like you know, and it, it's like proper song, proper area. Mm-hmm. But um, I yeah, I'd rather I'd rather actually sing to a song. I mean, okay. badly, but I'd rather sing. But. <laughs> But, go back to the song that you made me listen to yes as i said it's i actually enjoyed it there were parts that i'm like if this was like broken down into actual real songs i could see this actually being like played on the radio or mm-hmm. you know it depends on what radio station you're listening to obviously but it, yeah. i would listen to it again if you really want to like okay put a pin in it you know be like yeah. what are your real thoughts i'm like sure i'll sure. listen to this album again right over any of the other albums you've been <laughs> listening to so even the shanks yeah oh, i hate to break it to you but that's mm. not a good album <laughs> oh, man well i'm glad that you at least enjoyed it because i was yeah. afraid because i do know how you listen to music and i could see how this song would have gotten on your nerves but i also know that there's enough like poppy aspect to this and being like more accessible more radio friendly that you wouldn't immediately go and turn it off Like I said, the things that bothered me the most are obviously the repetitiveness, but like I didn't notice it as much because there was so many, so, okay. I didn't notice it had so many 
like instrumental sections and breaks of whatever because there's so many lyrics to the song Uh like he's singing for 40 minutes like so it's not like a lot of your other progressive rock where it's like five minutes of singing and then it's just like 40 minutes 10 minutes of playing 40 minutes yeah yeah like this one it was like maybe like all lyrics maybe like um not even a minute of just like instrumental and then more it, it's basically you're just listening to this guy ramble about you know <laughs> but, yeah but it is he's singing the whole time yeah so I think because of the that it makes it feel not as imposing as a song because okay, okay, okay. I don't know maybe maybe lyrics just make music make sense to me like even if it's like well if you think about it I don't even like a lot of like instrumental musics of like popular songs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like it could be a song I really enjoy with lyrics but as soon as you take the lyrics away I'm like I'm bored with this like yeah (laughs) give me give me words yeah give me them words (laughs) yeah so maybe that's why I didn't mind this because there's a lot of words right because I do know like you're not a big fan of classical music because of that and I wonder if somebody were to put lyrics to classical music although now i'm just describing opera but like if they were to put like more like actual lyrics and yeah less like a probably maybe you might like those more maybe like the thing is it's like i don't mind i don't mind popular classics you know what i mean like things that you like you like hear Beethoven? all the time yeah or like mozart or like their popular stuff you're like you're like okay but I don't think I'd sit there and ever listen to like it from front to back just like the whole thing because I'd be like I'm bored like outside of like maybe Fantasia may oh you know still kind of but that was like a visual thing you need to be watching it to actually but I think it has more to do with the fact that of like with lyrics it makes you focus because you're trying to pay attention Mm -hmm. where with just classical music or just instrumental in general it's like there's nothing to draw my focus so yeah your brain is yeah yeah so as I said like that's why I probably enjoyed this one because there was lyrics the whole time so even if I didn't know what they were saying my brain was trying to process it and be like okay what's this line about what's this course about so it's Mm -hmm. like I had to pay attention to it thus liking it a sense you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Now, did you yeah. pick up on the actual concept of the album at all? No. I mean, as I said, okay. okay. No. Okay. That's fine. That's <laughs> I had, fine. I had to look up the, like, I ended up looking up what it was about. Yeah. So it's all about the kid who wrote a poem and then he was like disqualified from whatever. Yeah. So I understand that concept. I understand reading lyrics, but like, Again, I wasn't gonna. I this needs to have like a second or even a third listen to for me to actually properly figure out what the hell's going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it will it will please you to know that what in twenty twelve mm-hmm. there was like a follow up. There was thick as a brick part two. Uh, that the it was not under the Jethro Tall moniker it was under the Ian Anderson moniker like under his Mm. solo stuff it's it's, 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 because it's uh, the thing is it's 
it doesn't follow the same style as this album was in that it's not mm. one song it's a whole bunch of songs kind of chopped up and the whole concept of that album is like where the kid ended up oh so yeah it was an interesting album i'm not a big fan of it i mean i have the cd but i never you know got the actual just the cd just the cd scandalous i know i know i know um so yeah not not necessarily his best work um but yeah there was a follow-up so good to know just put that in like a little folder to never remember (laughs) (laughs) if you wanted to you might end up liking it because it is um a little bit on the radio friendly side like it's much more Mm -hmm. of like an adult contemporary rock than progressive rock so yeah yeah maybe i never know yeah yeah, like overall yeah as i said overall i i'm it I would put like a gold star, like, you know, like good work. Good job. Good job. Gold star. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a thumbs up for you on that album right there. Awesome. Awesome. And you know what, you know what, I'm kind of in the same boat for McFly. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of in the same boat for McFly because, um, even though the Bay city rollers hold a very special place in my heart, um i i ended up really liking mcfly um i can see how they are like if there's a venn diagram between like early rock and roll of like the turtles and like uh buddy holly and like all those like early um and boy band if there was like a yep. Venn diagram, they'd be like right there in the center. As I said, this album was very surfer rock. It I, was. They 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 kind of lose it as they as the albums progress and they get right. older and they mature. But like this one, it's peak. Sad. Like it is very very sad. Very sad. <laughs> very sad. <laughs> but like yeah, this is a. Uh, it does. It kind of reminds you of like the '60s and like the Beach Boy kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. but like trying to make it progressive and like 2000 ish. So yeah. Cause <laughs> there are a few tracks, like the opening track of, um, Oh geez. I should have, uh, yeah. The five colors in her hair. Right. Yeah. Um, it feels very of its time. It feels very like mid two thousands kind of rock. Like I'm, <laughs> album feels mid it does it does but that one in particular i'm just like wow like i'm brought back to like shoddy doesn't know and like all those like yeah like the i'm just thinking of like that fun rock that at that point was very dominated by like the bubblegum punk of like the blink 182 and some 41 where the if we had like the, the, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor, the dirt, if you had the dirt that this grew out of, right? Okay. Where yes. that- I'm following you so far. Right? So if the dirt from those bands were the punk that this fun party expression came out of, the dirt for this would have been that surfer rock, that early rock and roll that yeah. this came out of. So the environment's the same, but the soil is different. And I enjoyed that. I enjoy that kind of fun, you know, mid 2000s yeah. 
fun rock. Yeah, um, like yeah, this is a good album. Just to, it's a good driving album because yeah. it's like you're just you're just like it's like oh nice fun bops that you can like sing along to. It's not it's not a lot of like. I'm not saying this is the best album. I'm not saying half. Like it's not good songs. <laughs> there are a few that but I was just like, "Oofa, doofa." This is uh, this yeah. is a chore. This is a task. But okay, yeah, we're like, we're doing I it. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call this like their peak writing mm. um, stuff. <laughs> but like listening to it, you just like sit there like surfer like their, their one song, "Surfer Babe." I'll just sit there and it's like as soon as it's on, I'm just like I can't not bounce to it. Yeah, because it's it's so stupidly catchy, but it's a stupid song. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I really love the different harmonizations, not only within the notes but between the notes, uh, mm -hmm. where they go from one note to another, and sometimes starting in the major chord, dipping down into a minor, and then back up again. Uh, I like that kind of note sequence, uh, but I do enjoy a number of those just fun aspects. Like, I wrote down. Um, Saturday night and down by the lake, uh, those were all very fun tracks. Yeah. Um, my two favorite tracks, though, were obviously, um, yeah, the second track, uh, as well as, um, unsaid things is probably my favorite track. The the non pretty much the slower song, uh huh. Yep, <laughs> I, I still got so many unsaid I want to say And I just can't wait another day I wish she knew I still wait up wondering If she will remember me But there's no more of like a let's listen to like surfer babe and that girl <laughs> and five colors in her hair like those yeah. are the good fast boppy songs versus versus the slow like i do really enjoy obviously it's a good song mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's as i said this album is it's a fun listen mm -hmm. it's not anything groundbreaking it's not like i think their most um i don't want to say weird song but I feel like the song that they were trying to do a little bit differently is their last song on the album called Broccoli. I feel Which like that I was ended up loving. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's like their it's their most different song, I think, from the rest of the album. Yeah. I should have known much better, but it's so hard I can't forget her. interesting song too <laughs> yeah um the other track that i really liked that i i wrote down was not alone it sounds i think out of all those the most modern like it sounds almost like something mm. that would have been written today um yeah like it was a little bit more ahead of its time in comparison to the rest of the tracks on here uh and i think i'm surprised that a lot of these tracks haven't migrated their way to like tiktok or if they yeah. 
have. I, just I don't think they have. Because these, I feel like these lend themselves so well to so many different video ideas. I think the problem with this is that um, our TikToks that we watch are more like um, not programmed. It's more like Canadian American kind of thing, right? You're yeah. like there, you will get a random mixture from all over the world, but more often than not, it's like things that are from your, your area. country. Yeah. Your area, your country. Um, yeah. McFly, I don't think ever became popular in America. Which like, is you'll, like, yeah, it's, go for it's it. sad. It's sad, Mike. <laughs> like you'll hear like, sometimes in movies and stuff like that i'll hear one of their songs but it's not like a popular mm -hmm. song or it's not a it's not an important scene it's just like background stuff right so it's not like a lot of people are like oh i like that song let me look it up mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't think they ever really became overly popular in america like yeah. I think their attempt was just my luck, the movie. And I don't think anything ever really cooked. Not, it's not, it's not like it was an Oscar worthy film there. So. Honestly, <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have registered just for my luck. And I saw it. So mm -hmm. yeah, well, I keep getting that. Would... And it, it's completely, it's a so far removed. But whenever I think of just my luck, I always think it's leap year, even though I know that <laughs> those are two, close. I know they're completely different. Ah, you couldn't get further away. But like, for some reason, Ooh. whenever I think just my luck, I'm always like, oh, well that's leap year, right? That's the one where Amy no. Adams goes over to Ireland and meets Thomas. I'm pretty sure that's the one. It's not, she doesn't meet Mr. Thomas. She meets the actor, Matthew Good. It's not James McAvoy. Oh yeah, those don't are different people your, too. Don't even know your Scottish actor. Oh yeah, wait, Scottish. No, thought... Matthew Good okay. is Scottish. I just know he's a British actor. Okay, okay, okay. Not anyway. anywhere close. <laughs> not I mean, anywhere closest, close. Closest, the closest. It's Lindsay Lohan and Amy Adams has red hair. That's the only connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Out of either of those movies. That's true. Oh boy. But yeah, as I said, going back to good old McFly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that was supposed to be their breakout because mm -hmm. I think I think they were like 1920 when the album came out. So I okay. think it's either their manager or whatever is probably like, yeah, like if this movie needs a band. You guys aren't doing anything. This will be your breakout. <laughs> this will be your breakout in America, and people will love right. it. And, and um, people did not. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's probably, and I'm sure that there's yeah. quite a few individuals who did. Like, it, oh, it yeah. isn't just the Stephanie Club. So, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. It very much could be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you have that whole thing going on with them. So, as I said, they've been together for close to 20 years. I was going to say, yeah, if their first, like, from what I saw, their first EP was like 2003. So yeah. we're coming up to their, you know, in a couple of years now, uh, their 20th anniversary. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised that they didn't because on paper, you would assume that 
that type of a band would have made it really popular in the Americas. Like, yep, you would think so. Like surfer rock, that fun time, uh, that should have folded very well in the scene, especially in the mid 2000s, where mm-hmm. you know bands like Sum 31 and Blink 182 were starting to kind of do a downturn, and we were hungry for yeah. an upturn of something like that. But at the same time, around that time, um, emo was really mm. big. Yeah, like and this is the disco, you know, My Chemical Romance. Boy. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like this is like counterculture to that in a very stark way, where emo and that was very emotive, very this is how I feel, very let's not have a good time, let's start crying. And this was the exact opposite, where it's like, life is great, life is grand, let's have a good time, right? Like, But at the same time, we are also looking at this from our kind of like Canadian American yeah. kind of perspective. So it's like, well, our music was at that time doesn't mean that's what it was in England. So that's maybe true. it's just, it, it could have just been the wrong album at the wrong time. Yeah, and it just didn't flow didn't, or didn't quite didn't, like translate. land properly. Yeah, yeah. that's that's care. a real shame. Okay, <laughs> I would I would I would listen to McFly over Fallout Boy and Panic at a Disco any day. So. Oh, that's so sad, Michael. They're all great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. they're all great, Michael. Sure, listen to me looking in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they are all great. Sure, sure, sure. Oh boy. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking me on that romp. romp. That was a, that was You're a fun welcome. time. I think if you enjoyed that album, you should just listen to all other albums and experience that joy that uh, I listened to. Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. You said you liked it. <laughs> I did, but I didn't say, oh, if you like this, you should listen to all of Jethro Tull's, you know, 25 albums. Uh, but yeah, you should. Well, my- my uh, uh mcfly's mcfly's discography is just a little bit shorter than that <laughs> yeah because how many albums does jethro tall have let me see here jethro tall because i've got a their lot. wikipedia it's a lot it's well i mean they just kept going right like they've never really stopped so studio I mean, kudos albums. to them yeah. kudos to them as a band i guess two three oh i shouldn't say that they the last album they put out was 2003 which was their christmas album um but like ian anderson has continued on from there um but you've got let's see here one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty one albums yeah Um, i'm not gonna do that (laughs) yeah which is interesting because i believe they won for best metal album and beat out uh metallica for crest of a knave uh i can't remember if it was the grammys or ntv or something like that i just remember that being like i feel like i feel like if it was the grammys i could see that because i feel like most people who are voting in the grammys are like all old fuddy-duddies and they don't really (laughs) vote they don't really vote for the popular vote they yeah. vote for ah uh, yes this is the one that we enjoy so yeah. i can definitely see them winning an award for that but if it's yeah. like mtv i don't think a lot of people on mtv are gonna be like ah oh, yes jethro tall my favorite band like it's metallica <laughs> like <laughs> that's true that's true although if you have a look at their like previous members they i thought yes had a lot of members these guys have uh a lot but uh yeah <laughs> okay 
how like with with bands that like i have been around for a long time what makes them still the band you know like if the lead singer goes then it's like that's not what people are used to hearing if it's like the lead songwriter goes and they're like the original songwriter is that still the band if it's like who who is in charge of claiming it now 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 we're kind of talking about like the ship of theseus right or it's like Uh if you take a board off of a ship um and you know you can you replace that board with another board and then you continue to do that until you've replaced all the boards on the ship is it still the same ship yeah um that's kind of the same thing with a lot of these 70s progressive rock bands usually it's the one like you've got like a clear person leader yeah like a leader right so like for this it's ian anderson like ian anderson really at the end of the day was jethro tall it might not have started that way but it very Mm -hmm. quickly became that way um for other bands yeah it's usually like you've got the one spearheader of like the writer of the music and all that and then there's just like this ongoing um shifting of members um the only one that I can think of that really like yes is one where like everybody's been replaced at least once um so like even now they're putting out a new album this year and I'm like it's is it even yes if there's that's really yeah that's only kind of like... one person but even that one person wasn't in the original lineup and yeah see the only the only way i can associate that to like pop music is like take panic at the disco because it started off as a four-man group and then it split to two people and then the other people like so it was four they split two of them started one band and the other one were still panic at the disco and then eventually the one guy left and all of this is like one one, guy the one guy singer and he does most of it but he still classifies himself as pan they just go and then what you got like the bare naked ladies and then you had yep. like the two lead singers and like Stephen page left yep and i'm like are they still technically the bare naked ladies they are but i'm yeah. like the heart i felt like i felt like more of Stephen page songs were were no, sorry ed robinson but steve Page's Stephen page's songs are a lot better its vocals yeah. were a lot better yeah. but i'm like ah oh, yes bare naked ladies so yeah. Yeah, it's like what makes a band a band? Like, didn't didn't you say that the Bugles weren't they a prog band? I'm like the Buggles. The Buggles, yeah. The Buggles, yeah. Bugles are Bugles are a cracker. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they could be a band, but yeah. So the Buggles, they put out uh, "Radio Killed the" um, no, "Video Killed the Radio Star." Yeah. Uh, but weren't they all members members (laughs) weren't they all i don't know what a member is weren't they all members from another group that just like you know what we're gonna change your name and like yeah release other songs well the buggles joined yes um oh and okay so yeah so like most of the members because yes was down a keyboardist and their main singer and like up until that point everybody was kind of like well john anderson of yes was kind of the forerunner for yes he wrote a lot of the songs and uh was the lead vocalist but then he left for a little bit and so that's when they brought on the buggles because they were also looking for a lead keyboardist and they put out an album with that and it was fine like i enjoy it it's a lot better than a lot of their other stuff but yeah 
Yeah, like, and, and even even using yes as a perfect example of this, like, when they were about to put out their album after that, they did away with the lead guitarist. And it was actually the, I want to say it was the bass player of Chris Squire and John Anderson, wanted, not John Anderson, um, the members of the Buggles wanted to do this whole second project and they didn't want to do a Yes album. Uh, but then when they couldn't find a singer, they asked John Anderson to be on there. And he says, sure, I'll continue it. Uh, and they decided from the record studio standpoint to continue with the Yes name because there was enough members from Yes to continue that band, even though like yeah. half of them from, yeah, it's it's such an interesting- It's a big old tangent that we got out of nowhere, but yeah. I'm just but like, it, is how... a, it is a really interesting idea. Like um, yeah. I almost think of like a band in certain respects of like their own little country and that what makes a country a country and what makes a nation a nation. It's like, it's a shared history. It's a shared musical style. Um, it's it, it, in that sense, I think that's what a band mm -hmm. is. You know, it's a, it's a, a band with a shared history with a, sh a shared kind of like recognized language in that sense being like a musical expression because mm -hmm. bands evolve and change yeah like take take genesis for example it's mm -hmm. like you got the peter gabriel genesis and then you got the phil collins genesis and i'm mm -hmm. like to me those are both genesis not that i listen to genesis often but like is phil collins no neither of them are in that band so i'm like is genesis still genesis with the lead singers or well that was not it, there <laughs> the, the last album genesis put out didn't have either of them on like the last album yeah, genesis so... put out was just the two of them it was michael rutherford and tony banks well, it's kind of like Queen, too, where it's like Queen was Freddie Mercury. I mean, the yeah. three of them, I mean, the four of them were all Queen, but Freddie Mercury was Queen. And then, like, he, and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's like they're still Queen, but are they Queen? Because they're yeah. just getting random lead singers in. So I know this is like, we have gone way off the deep end for me asking way if Jeff Rotol still Jeff Rotol. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very interesting. It is a very interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's... I think at, at the end of the day, it's the the ship of Theseus paradox. So it has to be right. Yeah. I feel like it's probably. Um, I was gonna say user's preference, but like listener's preference. Like if you're the type of person that you're like, I like this band when these people were in it, then yeah. Yeah, I consider that the band, but then when they change it, it's like it's still. I guess you can go by the band, but it's not like yeah, what I want. <laughs> so many, so many really interesting examples. Like the one that I'm thinking of is like Spock's beard. They've gone through a whole lot of different um, musical artists um, to the point where a number of those who were in the band that were no longer in the band, and some of them might even still be in the band, created their own band called pattern seeking animals and they sound See that that makes similar. sense to me because yeah. they it doesn't matter if they sound similar but it's just like it's a different band they wouldn't be recording under the spock's beard name even though they all yeah. were members of spock's beard yeah I feel, well i feel like as long as one member is just there as like an anchor point i guess <laughs> it kind of counts right yeah. like even if they're not original if like the original band brought them in and then every other original member left but like this one person's like i'm here still i'm still here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i yeah so in conclusion 
Um, we both like these albums. <laughs> we did, yes. In conclusion, I liked McFly. You liked Jeff Rotal. Yeah, uh, so that's actually like gold stars for both of us. Then. Gold stars for both of us. Good job, us. Good <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, which just means next time I'm going to have to work a little bit harder to find an album that you probably won't enjoy. <laughs> that's not that's not the main that's point not, of this. that's not the main point no i gotta balance it off you know well then i'm gonna have to be like shit what what album will i know he hates like, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then i'll show you i'll end up loving it i'll be like oh this is great i know, I, know. That's, I don't know if that would be like a win for me or yeah, or not to get yeah. you to actually like love an album yeah never gonna happen no. well you never know <laughs> never know uh so is there anything you want to promote anything you want to let the listener and watcher more people about? should listen to mcfly that's okay. what i'm promoting <laughs> the, the word of mcfly the word of mcfly the word of mcfly yeah. yeah uh and if you want to follow the show i've got a, a twitter account it's uh prog quo uh if you want to find me on instagram it's quid prog quo uh, if you want to find out more of what I do, I've got, you know, my main uh, YouTube of Notes Review. I've got the tabletop role-playing game of Notes on Role-Playing Game. Um, and yeah, hopefully I can get my acting gear and get my second podcast off the ground because uh, I've been working on that for almost a year now and it just hasn't seen light. So we'll see, maybe eventually. Yeah, that's burnout, Michael. We've had this discussion. <laughs> What are you talking about? I need to do more. You're allowed to have a break. Okay. No. <laughs> Never. I got to learn how oh to play the, the Star Trek role-playing game. <laughs> oh my God. You need some downtime, man. Just like yeah. veg out. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I don't like it. The entire no. time I'm like, I got to do things. Like, oh, I have to, you yeah, know, I'd rather just like, I did nothing today. Just well, my did, day off. You did, you did this. This this great time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. It's. I mean, I gotta hang out with you for a couple of hours, so that's always great. Always great. But you know, I just have to sit here and listen to music and talk to you. Not hard work at all. No. no. Well, we better end it here. Thank you so much for coming on board. Uh, yeah. And we'll you're see welcome. You. <laughs> We'll see you. We'll see you next time because I know I'll have you back on. Oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't get away with me. You've had. You've been starting with me for this long. You, you're yeah. never gonna escape. No, it's true. Okay. So. Uh, well, uh, this has been quid pro quo, and uh, yeah, just keep sharing music. Okay. Yeah.